down your unders. Down your unders. Review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Art of War. Down Under. Hello, ladies and all gentlemen. We are here with... Oh, I've only been waiting, what, almost almost six years? Five, five and a bit years, I think, since the release of the previous Astra Miller Imperial Guard Codex. <laughs> Hello <laughs> and welcome. It's finally time. We are reviewing the Imperial Guard Codex for the freaking ninth edition. T-minus under a year until the edition's over. But here we are with, with this Codex. I am joined by the one, the only. He put his stamp on made way, pushed everyone out of the way and said, Adam, we're doing this review. Mr. John Lennon, welcome to the show. Ah, I am always happy to be here, Adam. Thank you so much for having me down under. Uh, it's always good to be back. It's good to be back. I mean, I've what, I, I've been on your show for almost half of a guard codex now. <laughs> that is, oh man, that is quite. true. That is true. We should start measuring everything in the, the, the length of a guard codex. Yeah, well, I think, I think uh, the, this guard codex, the, the old one, I think we're sitting at about 61 months. 61. 61 months. I'm bad at math. How many years is that? That's five years. That's, that's, five, that's five, five. five years in a, five years in a month. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. That is, that's kind of insane. I mean, that, that's some like, that's some fifth edition stuff right there where there's just been such a, that's, that's such a long turnover in the modern age of the game. It's kind of a, part of me thinks it's a bit of a travesty, but then, you know, I, I think about other things in the game, the fact that like Empress children has never had their own codex, stuff like that. And I'm like, Oh, there's a, you know, there's some you know travesties here, there, and That's everywhere. True. So I can't complain that much, but I'm gonna. And I'm super excited for this book. I'm so happy it is finally here. And uh, it is a pretty interesting package to unpack, which is what you're here for, guys. Sit down, relax. We're going to be talking to you through this book. Um, the first half, we usually we usually think we're going to get from the, the, the data sheet and detachment abilities all the way through to the end of the stratagems. I'm here to tell you we may be doing the wall of trades and tank aces as well in this episode, and then next week we'll be completing the rest. I'm not quite too sure who I'm going to have on next week. I've got a feeling if I don't have Brett Urbanowski on, he's going to choke me out the next time I see him. So it might be with the Catachan himself on for the second half of this review. It might be three weeks of this review. We're going to wait and see how much we get through here. But, um, John, please tell us a little bit about Art of War and the stuff that you're involved with. Absolutely. If you're listening to this, hopefully you're aware of The Art of War, but just in case you are not, you can find us on YouTube and our website. Go to YouTube. Our channel is Art of War 40K. You can get tons of high-quality content. We put on games every week. We put on uh, you know, uh, YouTube videos uh, at 10 a.m. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You can come see me and Brad Chester debate back and forth. You can have Jack and Brad fix your list, and we put on a weekly tier list. But that is not all that we do. In addition to the lovely podcasts that you're listening to right now, you can also... Find part two of this podcast on our website, theartofwar40k.com. As well, you can find The Worm. The Worm is our active global community where uh, some of the best players in the game, such as myself, Richard Siegler, Nick Nadavati, Jack Harpster, many, many more, are there to teach you how to get better at the game that we all love. If you want to be part of an awesome global community, you can join it. And you can also get membership to our Discord through our YouTube channel as well, where you can also find our Worm content. We do clinics on how to play your favorite armies. We do coaching matches. We do unit reviews. We do how to beat armies. We do everything. And you can find it all on our website, theartofwar40k.com. Fan-freaking-tastic. And in addition to that, for those of you who do not know or are joining us for the first time, there's guide aficionados who may be just checking in with Art of War to see what is up. Uh, this is Art of War Down Under. We are primarily a review-based podcast. Episodes come out Tuesday mornings, Eastern Standard Time, reviewing whatever is most current 
for the great game of 40k. If not, we are looking back and retrospectively reviewing things after the fact, giving you meta updates, pretty much talking head stuff in addition, hopefully to be your one-stop shop for staying current and staying up and keeping up with this game as it evolves, as it changes, and as ever, ever, ever shifting landscape. Absolutely. It's uh, it's awesome. And this is a part two show, a two-part it show, is. I should say. It is. So if you wanted to get access to that second part, uh, you can find out our website, and uh, I believe you have your own Patreon as well, Adam. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, Patreon, The Art of War, down under. Or, of course, go to theartofwar40k.com and sign up for that beautiful podcast bundle and get some warring goodness as well. All right, my man, it is time. It is time to crack this bad boy and get stuck in to the Astra Miller. Do not care. It's the Imperial Guard, as they shall ever be. Uh, your first impressions of this book. All right. First impressions. This one is weird. So we're all assuming that we're at the tail end of Ninth Edition. This hasn't been officially confirmed anywhere, but when you look at how many codexes are released and how many aren't, uh, the rumor mills being pretty active, uh, we don't we don't really know yet. But this feels like it's one of the last uh, books of the edition, and it is very different from every other book of the edition. And usually, that is in fact a sign of a transition. Uh, this one's weird. I, I like the book with like a big asterisk on it, which is that. It's so different from how the other ninth edition books are formatted that I'm like a little bit underwhelmed in some aspects of it. But what makes up for that is the fact that this does come with a lot of new models. Uh, so uh, I, they, they've shown a ton of new models. I don't know if they've shown them all, so I won't, I won't uh, talk about every single one. Although actually, no, I can't. It's in the book. I can talk about all this. Yeah, um, there's a ton of new plastic kits there, and that that puts a lot of shine on it. There's a lot of new data sheets, several of which are very interesting and several of which are very powerful. Uh, there's some old staples returned, like Rough Riders. So there's a lot to love in here. But the format of the book has me asking questions of like, why? What is this? Yeah, uh, so we'll, we'll kind of have to play it by ear and get some more games in with it. I haven't played a game with this codex yet. Uh, although uh, I actually have my first game coming up in just a day or two. Uh, so I'll be getting some testing in. But yeah, it's it's going to be it's gonna be weird. It's going to be funky, fun, and fresh. Uh, I'm very curious to see how the overall guard community reacts to this. Me too. I'm, I'm interested to see how it gets adopted. You, you're, uh, I was a a guard main through all of 7th edition and the first kind of about two years of 8th edition. Um, and since then, they've been sitting gathering dust on the shelf, mostly because I got I got bored, to be sorry, sorry yeah. to say. I got a bit bored of that book. And the fact of the matter is that book did not change all the way up until this point of 9th edition. And so I haven't really had much of a reason to head over there and crack open all those goodies. Well, now I'm super excited for it. It's really cool. Absolutely. Some Something that we should mention, uh, actually, is that... Uh there's obviously a balance patch that did give Guard some changes and breathe a little bit of life in the faction where it was lingering really hard in about the about a yeah. year ago. Yep. Um, Guard, I, I agree. Guard was kind of boring for a while with that old book, uh, that old eighth edition book. But uh, there's the new balance patch, and I've got to say, there's nothing in this codex, and we have not received any confirmation about how that will interact with the balance patch. Uh, we saw with Chaos Space Marines that Armor of Contempt stayed in. We all kind of wondered if it would stick. Yep. And it did. Armor Contempt stayed and powered right through with the Chaos Space Marine Codex, even though it probably wasn't designed with that in mind. Uh, there is no indication of how Guard will interact with the FAQs. If they're gone, if they're going to stay on top of the current rules, yep. I don't really know. I would guess, based on something that we'll talk about very soon, that there will be some kind of FAQ to clarify exactly how this all works, because there's a little bit of redundancy. Yeah, I totally agree. So please, um, everything that we say in this review, take with a grain of salt that there is that caveat hanging over it about what will change in the data yeah. slates, what will not. Uh, 
In addition to that, I do want to apologise about my voice once again. We are, we, are, we are recording this pretty soon after I've recorded um, last week's episode. My voice is kind of just hanging in there. Um, so John will be carrying a lot of this episode, which, you know, so lucky I've got such a talented co-host for it. But uh, please forgive me if you do catch any coughs, if there's anything untowards or it's not my usual high standard. But we are going to be jumping in on page 59 of this book. That's the detachment abilities. Feel free to jump in and give us the uh, TLDR on this, John. Absolutely. And not to worry, Adam, I've already, I'm already wearing my standard issue gas mask. I'm all aboard this book. So let's dive into the detachment abilities. Uh, the first paragraph of the detachment abilities tells you all of the things that you would about expect in a ninth edition codex. Uh, you know, you have to have uh, astromilitarium units. Uh, if every unit in an astromilitarium detachment has uh, the militarium tempestus, officio perfectus, or militarium auxilia, then your keyword tempestus scion units become troops, battlefield role instead of elites. So basically, if you take an all scion slash commissar slash bulgrin whatever uh, detachment, then um, then you get scions as troops. Otherwise, they are elites. Uh, all troops units in an astro military detachment gain objective secured. Mm-hmm. And here's an interesting one, which is that keyword regimental units in astro military detachments gain the born soldiers regimental doctrine. See right. If you wish, you can. This can be replaced with a regimental doctrine of your own choosing, as described yep. on page sixty of the next page. So basically, rather than saying you've got keyword regiment and you replace it with your regiment and then it gets a trait based on what you replace it with, you start, everyone has keyword regimental, no brackets, you don't change the keywords of the units, but you start off with the born soldiers regimental doctrine, that's the default one, and from that point you can choose to replace born soldiers with the set of custom traits that are on the next two pages. This so is one of the... Enough, it, this is one of the confusing points of this. So this does this works very unconventionally, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of the interesting things here is that it's not because they could have just made born soldiers one of the custom traits and made it all-consuming, yeah. you know. But instead, you have to start at, at born soldiers, and then you, you choose to replace it. But uh, just for anyone who's curious, you do replace it army-wide. So you can't replace some born soldiers and some not. If you do, the entire army replaces it. And I figured out the reason why you start at born soldiers and then replace it. And the answer is Crusade. And that's the last we're going to oh, mention of it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, in Crusade, you can't replace it until you earn experience points. Uh, so your army starts as Born Soldiers, but in match play tournaments, if, if that's what you're interested in, if you're interested in Crusade, I'm sure there will be reviews that cover that in a little more detail than I will. Uh, but basically, Born Soldiers is just like an all-consuming custom trait. And then there's a bunch of other custom traits that you pick two of, like normal. But that'll be on the next page. I do. I love the word, the choices of wording here. The fact that they're they're the guard. They're literally the ifs and buts. The guys sitting on the street corner. They're the the nobodies of the Imperium, but they're the born soldiers of the Imperium because that's how the Imperium works. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, they have a rule uh, called chain of command, and uh, chain of command is basically your your officers' rules. Uh, and uh, chain of command just means that it affects your warlord is. So it's three bullet points that tell you that if you have an officer, then they have to be the warlord over your non-officers. Yeah. If you include a commandant, then he has to be the warlord over a non-commandant. And if you have Lord Solar Leontis, then he is going to be your warlord unless you include someone else uh, with this rule, aka Goleman or something. Exactly right. That has to be like Morvan Vol or Trajan, something like that. <laughs> And, um, so basically, yeah, the chain of command is your warlord is going to be who you expect. You're not going to have a primary psyker as your warlord if Lord Solar's hanging around. Um, I did like how elegant they made it and how easy they did to, to make it make a Scion's army. It's just like it was just like one dot point. If you're all Scions, you're all Scions. Like, it's such an easy way of doing it. Um, if those who do not know, 
the Regimental Doctrine of Born Soldiers gives you a couple of dot points, the first of which is that, of course, they get the Born Soldiers keyword. Officers with this doctrine have the following aura ability. Um, while a friendly platoon unit is within six of this model, models in that platoon can use the officer's leadership characteristic instead of their own. And then each time a model of this doctrine makes a ranged attack and a modified hit roll of six automatically wounds at the target. So that's pretty much their monofaction bonus now has become their default regimental bonus. How do you feel about that? Um, it's a, it's, it's a little underwhelming again. Um, I'll, I'll put a quick note on there before I kind of wrap my thoughts, which is that if an attack automatically wounds the target as a result of this doctrine, then for purpose of any other roles, that attack is considered to have been made with an unmodified wound roll of six. Uh, so that thing that was a problem in Votan, they're slamming it right back in here. And uh, how I will say though, how, how many times yeah. must, we, must we teach you this lesson, old man? This, this isn't the yeah. rule that, that should be done. Yeah, compared to Shuriken and Votan, though, I will say Guard has a lot less on a wound roll of a six. So it's it, this is an important thing to keep in mind, but it's not going to be like every single unit is like, oh yeah, this is, you know, not only does this auto wound, but it's also better. It, there's not a ton of six to wound matters, but it'll come up. And it's a uh, lot, it's how a lot I, more palatable being sixes to wound on a freaking las gun than a Dire Avenger Shuriken cannon and stuff like that. <laughs> like, it's a big difference. Indeed. But it's also going to be that on a battle cannon. So it's a little bit weird that they replaced the the doctrines with a bonus that you already have. Because if you're just making comparisons, old book or the current book to the new book, uh, it's like, yeah, I used to get my Acadian trait and also sixes to hit auto wound. Now I get sixes to hit auto wound and plus one leadership on platoon units. Exactly right. Uh, and that, that feels like a downgrade uh, when you just think about it. I think as the overall power of the book goes, it's not a, a downgrade. But it feels kind of weird that you don't have your your traits anymore. Yeah, it does. It uh, feels because, awkward. Uh, yeah, in, in th this has been rumored out, but let's just like put it in plain. There is not a replaceable bracket at any point in this codex. It's you cannot sorry. replace regiment with steel legion or Cadian or Catachan. You cannot replace the keywords of a data sheet. Uh, they have regimental on almost everything, and that means that you get the trait of whatever you took. If you don't have regimental, you don't get the trait. And also, um, almost every unit has either platoon or squadron somewhere in it, which matters. Platoon is basically like the infantry units, and squadron is basically vehicle units. So, like uh, for example, a Lehman Russ will have squadron, and a lot of rules will affect squadron units, and that will affect Lehman Russ. And then infantry will have platoon, and a lot of rules will affect platoon. But then something like Bulgarin may not have platoon, and something like a uh, Baneblade may not have squadron. So there will be notable exceptions, but in, in, in the general. Exactly right. And uh, really well pointed out how it feels strange because this is, I mean, every 8th edition codex, every ninth edition codex has had a replaceable keyword somewhere in that, you know, baseline data sheet that tells you how this is going to function with the wider army, which it just leads me to a lot of head-scratching moments with this so far. Um, not that I think it's it's bad. I just think it's it's just different, like we said at the start. So, all right, we are into the regimental doctrines. The first of which is mechanized infantry. So you can pick any two of these, as far as I'm aware, unless there are some of these that are all consuming. I haven't, I haven't quite twigged with. Um, but the first of these is mechanized infantry units with this with this doctrine gain mechanized keyword. Um, units with this doctrine that disembark, uh, sorry, can disembark from a transport model, excluding aircraft, after that model has made a normal move. But if they do so, they cannot be selected to move again this phase, um, and they still count as having moved. And neither they nor the transport are eligible to declare a charge. What do you make of it? Um, it, pretty good. I'll, I'll also I'll point out something real quick that's going to be a common thread here. Uh, a lot of these custom traits have uh, the rules that they give you, and they also give a keyword, and that's kind of how you get, you know, your 
what would normally be like a specific stratagem. Uh, so, for example, you notice that Born Soldiers gives you the keyword Born Soldiers. That matters for the strats. Mechanized Infantry gives you the keyword Mechanized. That that is a common threat. Yeah, so that, that will be and that will matter a lot in the stratagem section. And, section, and, which I go ahead. Uh, sorry, sorry, man. And spot on. Because so, like, what what we're missing here? Do you remember what? We got in the Chaos Space Marine Codex, and the best example is there, where we had a page for Black Legion that gave you a strat, that gave you a Warlord trait and a Relic and a spicy something extra. Um, there is none of that in this book. Like, there is nothing to really denote that I, my army is Cadian, apart from me painting it that way and telling you it is. There's no... Indeed, and you could probably, you know, play Born Soldiers, and that would be the most Cadian way to do it. Yeah. But there's no replaceable way to make a Lehman Russ have the keyword Cadian. Exactly right. Uh, which is very interesting, and I'm sure you'll talk more about this in the data sheet, because there's a couple of units that come with the keyword Cadian, which is just weird. But uh, <laughs> but that's you can't give it to someone who doesn't have it. Uh, mechanized Infantry sounds great. Uh, I love this thematically, that you can go get out of a transport after it moves. It's a little bit weird that you can't move after you get out of the transport, but I definitely understand the charge restriction. Yeah. Uh, again, weird that they, they they won't let the transport charge either. I know, that, that one uh, is weird. But it is weird. still really nice. Yeah, I, I thought it, the transport yeah. should be able to charge. Um, not moving after you get out, uh, I kind of feel like you should be able to as well, but you can't. Yeah, definitely can't charge. But I don't know. I mean, it doesn't does make them that much faster than they are now. With with move, move, move now, like you're almost as fast as you would be getting out of a transport without another move. Are arguably faster. Actually, if you're if yeah. you're getting out of the transport of a transport and then moving moving, you are faster. But this lets you shoot, and that that is not a small distinction. Also, there are some fast transports, um, like uh, the Torox moves fourteen, a Chimera moves twelve. So nice. you can get a decent amount of speed out of this. I like this trait, but I because it's so narrow on what it applies to and what it applies. I don't think this will be seen that commonly. It's just a really nice flavor piece that you can be like, oh, this is a really cool way to play a. Like a Steel Legion Chimera list, which sounds yeah. awesome. Well, I'm, yeah, exactly right. Next up is Parade yep. Drill. If you know, with, with this doctrine remains stationary in your movement phase, then until the end of your next shooting phase, change the type characteristic of all LAS guns and hotshot LAS guns models in this unit are equipped with to Heavy 2. So uh, they get another shot from further away, uh, but they take a minus one if they've moved. Well, they can't move at all because uh, it's only if they remain stationary. stationary. Yeah. Uh, this, so this for me, stationary las guns. A dead yeah, las guns. <laughs> yeah. If you are standing still as a guard uh, player in the open, you're just you're just like suicidal. Yeah, but that's okay. There's better options. Uh, coming up next is armored superiority. This is starting to get a little more interesting. Uh, units with this doctrine gain armored superiority. Shocking. Uh, Sentinel models count as three. Sentinels count as three models when determining control of an objective marker. Titanic counts as ten. Everything else counts as five. Ooh. So a really nice, just count as more models when you're on an objective. That's a, a really nice bonus. I'm a fan. Um, next up, we have Blitz Division. When placing units in this doctrine into strategic reserve, half the number of power rating, half the combined power rating when determining the number of command points you have to spend. In the second battle round, each time you set up a vehicle unit, excluding Sentinels, with this doctrine from strategic reserves, it is considered to be the third battle round for the purposes of determining when the units can be set up. I'd like this a lot more if it said you could set up um, as of turn two on turn one instead of turn two as turn three, but it's still not bad, but it's got to really build into it to get the most out of it. Yeah, I, I struggle to personally imagine a universe where I want to put that many units in Me reserve too. that this would be worth it, but yeah. it is not valueless. 
Um, next up, though, is Expert Bombardiers. This one is uh, another one that caught my eye early on. Uh, you gain the Expert Bombardiers keyword. Solid. And then here's the important part. Each time an artillery model with this uh, Doctrine makes a range attack, if the target is within 12 inches of and visible to a friendly keyword Voxcaster or keyword Sentinel unit, add one to your hit roll. Mm. So you hit better if you shoot someone near a Sentinel or Voxcaster with uh, your indirect. Yes, please. This is this is awesome. Yeah, that is a, that is this one's really good. This is going to be especially important in my mind for the indirect vehicles since there's a, a lot of indirects coming up. It's very hard to give uh, like basilisks and manticores and wyverns yeah. plus yeah. one to hit, but it's not that hard to give the like the heavy weapon to be plus one to hit. So I think that this is one that you could absolutely build around. This is a solid one, and you would still get another half of a trade on top of this. And uh, Voxcasters are going to end up being free, by the way, so uh, don't worry about that part. I 100% looked at this one and thought, this is my first pick. In, in like the first game I play, I'm writing this and something else down on my sheet, because I think this one is phenomenally powerful. Uh, last one on this page, Heirloom Weapons. Add four to the range characteristic of all ranged weapons, excluding relics, models from this uh, Doctrine are equipped with. Pretty easy, pretty straightforward, pretty elegant. I'm not quite sure how necessary it is, because only, like, what? You're taking a, a las gun from 24 to 28, and so you're changing the rapid fire from, from what, 12 to 14. It's not that hugely impactful. Yeah, it, it, this is a really good trait that feels like it's on the wrong army. Uh, it doesn't come with a keyword, so it doesn't do any, have any strats energy. Uh, I guess every once in a while I'm measuring out my basilisk and I find someone who's 97 inches away and I'm just like, man, I can't believe they're out of range. Uh, you just really need to go from 96 to 100 inches. I, I uh, <laughs> really wanted to shoot the second second row of cars in the car park and I just can't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're, just, you're almost there. You're almost there. Um, all, all jokes aside, this could really matter a lot on flame weapons and if you built for it, again, um, that- demolisher cannons, multi-melters, heavy flamers, flamers, Hellhounds. There is a set of weapons that benefits a ton from this. I don't think that this is going to be one of the top two choices, but it's a nice have. It's a I, nice thing to have if you try to build around it. Real happy you mentioned flamers because that's where I went with it. I'm like, only I think only flamers get an exponential increase in their range from this, so maybe that's where it goes. But apart from that, all right, what's next? Next up uh, on the second page of uh, custom traits is recon operators. We're starting to get spicy. At the start of the first battle round before the first turn begins, keywords infantry, cavalry, and sentinel units with this doctrine can start the battle. Uh, that start the battle wholly within your deployment zone, can make a normal move up to six inches. They cannot end this move within nine inches of the enemy deployment zone or any enemy models. Uh, this is this sounds really good. Uh, cavalry are back, obviously. Uh, you know, uh, Rough Riders are back. Uh, scout move on infantry sounds awesome. We know that's good on neck rounds. Scout move on rough rider sounds insanely good. It lets you be a little more aggressive or conservative with them. Sentinels is funky because scout sentinels already have a pregame move. Yeah. So they I don't know two. if you do it twice. I see no reason you wouldn't. Yeah, I see no reason you wouldn't get to do it twice. Yeah, just, which is cool. As long as you um, maintain you know, just you move faster on. Yeah, as long as you follow the limits. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I really like recon operators. Uh it is a little first turn centric because after that first turn it doesn't matter anymore. But we've seen Necron players get along without that problem just fine. So I think that recon operators is an, a very interesting one. And again, especially rough riders. Rough yeah. riders are really good, and so this matters. I think this matters. I think I wouldn't be surprised to see this pop up um, in a. I mean, I wish this was transports as well. I wish it was transports, infantry, cavalry, sandal, but it might be too good that, if oh, that was the case. Oh, if it was transports, are you kidding me, Adam? Transports? I would, 
I would be all over this if it was transports. Yeah, this, <laughs> this would be crazy. All right, next one up, Trophy Hunters. You cannot select this Doctrine if you've selected any other Doctrines. This is all-consuming. And if you select this Doctrine, you cannot select a second. Each time a model with this Doctrine makes an attack against a monster or vehicle unit, add one to the strength characteristic of that attack. Actually underwhelmed for an all-consuming trait. I still, I don't hate it, but it's not as good as I thought it would be when I started reading it. Yeah, it's the only all-consuming trait here. It's the only one besides Born, uh, born Soldiers. And I cannot imagine a universe where I would take this over Born Soldiers. I can't either. Um, born Soldiers is just hands down better. If this was, this would have to be plus one to wound to be against vehicles and monsters. And even then, I don't think yeah, it would be OP. Comparable. It would just be like, oh, cool, in a yeah. team's event, when you want to be used in a certain way, this is a good choice. Yeah, so it, it's fine, but I, I don't think you're ever going to take it. Um, Grim Demeanor is where we're uh, going with the next one, which is a very Valhallen-themed one. Units with this Doctrine gain the keyword, Grim Demeanor, and each time a combat attrition test is taken for a unit with this Doctrine, you can ignore any or all modifiers. Uh, I've never heard of you. So, <laughs> yeah, it, out. Um, the, the keyword's actually really nice, I'm not going to lie, uh, because there's a strat coming with it, which is relevant. Uh, but, uh, yeah, ignoring combat attrition just ain't there for me, fam. It's just, not it. It's just not a thing. Um, yeah, if you're prioritizing the lives of your guardsmen, uh, take a commissar. How often? Or don't. How often do you have enough guardsmen of a ten man left that this is going to come up? Um, yeah, <laughs> I'll yeah. let you know. Yeah, let me know. I'll let you know. Uh, brutal strength is up next. Infantry models with this doctrine do not suffer the penalty to hit rolls incurred for firing heavy weapons in the same turn that the unit has moved. Very nice. Um, each time an infantry unit with this doctrine fights, if it made a charge move, was charged, or performed a heroic intervention. Add one to the strength characteristic of models in that unit. So this is very Katachan esque, um, and I think this is a very good trait. You could you could have broken that, those two traits up into two individual ones, and they both would have been worth considering together. I like them quite a lot. I'm just not sure how often really? the plus one strength. Well, moving and shooting heavy weapons. I'm going to have to unpack more data sheets to find out how prevalent and worth taking heavy weapons are. But on face value, <laughs> that's two relevant buffs. Yeah. See, on, on face value, like when I read this, I, I was with you. I was very happy when I read this. I got to the data sheets and I was like, why does this exist? Uh, there's there's we'll not see, a lot of infantry with heavy weapons. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's the heavy weapon team can take heavy weapons and that's basically it. Um, and I, I'm not a huge fan of that. Uh, and also the plus one strength, There's uh, I'll spoil it a little bit. There's not as many attack buffs as there used to be. So if you if you liked having your uh, your guardsmen that would were three attacks each and could fix bayonets. Yeah. That was very cool. Uh, that that's not there. That's gone. Fair. So I have not found a way to get a guardsman a second attack, let alone a third. There you go. All right, mate. What's next? Veteran gorillas. Uh, yes, it's absolutely gorillas, not gorillas. I love uh, it. And, uh, units of this doctrine gain the uh, veteran gorilla uh, keyword. And each time an infantry or sentinel model with this doctrine makes an attack that targets a unit within eighteen. Target does not receive the benefits of cover against that attack. So only your infantry and sentinels benefit, but ignoring cover within 18, and that's all cover, that's light and dense and everything else, that is kind of nice. I, fe- I thought this was one of my favorites for a Scion army, because you're deep striking with Ignore's Cover, essentially. Your army might as well have Ignore's Cover at that point, because if you run from deep strike and you're trying to get, you know, double tap on your hotshots, you're just ignoring cover. Yeah, that, that sounds right. Um, if I were bringing in a, uh, an army that theoretically had doctrines and also with scions, which, which spoiler alert, you can't do. Scions <laughs> don't get, uh, don't get yep. traits. Um, that would be really good. I, I still like the ignore cover with an 18. I think that that's very solid. Um, but 
Well, it's not just light uh, cover either. It's it's dense as well. So yeah, it's, it's ignoring light and dense yeah, is really good, nice. but again, ignoring dense cover doesn't sound sounds better than it ends up being. Ignoring light cover is is cool, but then it's like, oh, this is only better fitting my infantry and my sentinels. How important is that? That's true. That is true. Uh, I mean, like, are you taking sentinels? Period. First of all, because you you don't have to. They're good, but they're not like crazy good. And then, how much are you building into infantry shooting with your lust? So yeah. this is a custom one that you could build around, but this isn't just going to be part of the staple. Like, yeah, this is the best one. That is true. It doesn't benefit your heavy hitters at all. In fact, I'm I'm I've yet to we've yet to read a a one that actually benefits something like Lehman Russ well as of yet. So let's see if we get into it. Yeah, best you can do is make them multiple models on objectives. I think so. So um, elite sharpshooters. <clears throat> what tell me about it? Elite sharp sharpshooters. This one's fun. Uh, each time you unit with his doctor and selected to shoot, you can reroll one hit roll when resolving that unit's attacks. And of course, you gain the doc, uh, the keyword elite sharpshooters. So th- this one does benefit Russ and everyone else. Uh, it's simple. It's Master Artisans. You reroll a hit, and it doesn't count. Just, it's half of it, so you still get this and something else. Real solid for, for low volume uh, fire. I think, it's, I think it's good. Yeah, I think it's good. And w- yeah, especially when generically you, strong. When you got one to two you know, special weapons in a squad that hit on fours, this is actually an exponential increase in the odds you're getting a freaking hit. Uh, not going to break the bank, or sorry, not, not going to break your minds or break the math, but um, it's nice. All right, Cult of Sacrifice, very death core. Um, you gain the Cult of Sacrifice keyword. Each time a model of this doctrine makes an attack, if that model's unit was below its starting strength when it was selected to shoot or fight, add one to the attacks, hit roll. Big problem with this, the vast majority, well, benefits vehicles not at all because they you know, usually single model units, therefore cannot be below starting strength. Um, and like I said, how often do you have a 10-man guard squad that has that loses enough guys that plus one to hit changes what it was going to do for you in the following turn? Usually you lose all of them or none of them. Yeah, that, that's a very real thing. Uh, the, the case that I can think of this happening the most is transports, where you lose models of transport destruction or yep, you lose models them. getting out of a transport yep. if that happens to happen. Um but yeah, this is a, a nice trait that's weird on guard because uh, a lot of your stuff is vehicles, and a lot of your stuff is trying not to get hit, or when it gets hit, it's dead. Mm. So uh, I don't, I don't hate it. But also, I don't think you need a lot of uh, hit modifiers on your infantry because of how the rest of this works. So yeah, to me, this one's a miss. But Fair again, enough. the cult of sacrifice keyword is kind of nice to have. Yeah, I th- uh, yeah. Hopefully, we get to the keywords and some of these start really popping off. Um, what's the next one? Industrial efficiency. This is a uh, the you know the almost steel legion trait uh, as you would have noticed the last one was almost death core yep uh, with industrial efficiency each time an attack with an AP characteristic of one is allocated to a model with this doctrine that attack has an armor penetration characteristic of zero instead so here's where this gets weird is that that's awesome that does not stack with armor of contempt and that implies that armor of contempt was not considered when writing this book but also the same thing happened with iron warriors where Iron Warrior's trait was kind of not great, and then two weeks after the book came out, they're like, oh yeah, you can't reroll wounds against this. And suddenly we're like, oh, that's really good now. So I don't think industrial efficiency is very good. You don't need your tanks to get uh, defense against AP1. And uh, frankly, your infantry don't really need it either. Uh, So I don't think that this one's going to get taken, but I think that you should really keep an eye on if this gets FAQ'd in two weeks. Yeah, Or what GW is thinking. Um, last one is Swift as the Winds. This would be the Talan equivalent. Add one to the move characteristic of infantry and artillery models with this doctrine and add two to the move characteristic of everything else and add one to charge rolls made for units with this doctrine. 
this is like this one. my favorite. This might be the best one. Yeah, this, this one's really good. Uh, move buffs are great. Uh, move buffs for infantry are just like solid and add up. Move buffs to uh, vehicle, to everything else is just amazing because that includes cavalry and vehicles. So your cavalry yeah. get two inches movement, which, uh, spoiler alert, there's cavalry. Um, and then plus one charge rolls are just a really nice bonus as well. Just really, really solid. Yeah, I think this is really quite good. Uh, but in saying that, there is nothing, there is no, nothing slaps me in the face in any of this as being, is, is, can I even, uh, I, can, build, I can, can think of, I can think of one that slaps me in the face is really good. All right. Born soldiers. <laughs> uh, yes. Six is to hit auto wound yeah. is possibly the best of the bunch here, but it was, it's uh, in, for me as a reviewer and as a content reviewer going from the best we've ever seen Votan essentially regimental doctrines to pretty misc yeah. to meh in comparison over here. Like there's nothing in here that holds a candle to any of this. Um, let alone, you know, things like Leviathan, let alone things like, you know, uh, uh, Tau. None of these seem all that relevant. None of them are going to really inform yep. me of a play pattern that's going to... It's it's more like, here's a little bit of a misc pile of candy. Pick the one that you like the least so that you don't like, you don't hate the least, essentially. Absolutely. None of these feel like that you are going to take a very specific set of custom doctrines and build an entire playstyle around. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like you're gonna pick the units you like, and then genuinely, I think you write your list before you pick your doctrines. I was about to say this is the the horse is way yeah. Is the horse is so far ahead of the cart on this one? The horse is down the street. The, the cart like the is horse down is, the street. The horse is behind the cart. Yeah, the, the horse the, is behind the cart. You the cart is is like around the corner, and the horse is like, "Crap! I wish I had a cart." <laughs> and then. <laughs> Yeah, this analogy is horrible, but you get what I get. Where I'm going with this. None of this stuff seems like it's gonna. It's it's the important part of me building my army. This just seems like it's the totally bit of slapping on at the end, whichever makes the most sense. And that is why I um I think Born Soldiers is going to uh is going to uh stick for me because it is a solidly passive buff to everything in the army. That's it. Just ever. If I'm not building around it, let's just take a little bit of a math bump on everything. And again, it's a little disappointing. That when you look at what it was before, you could pick in a, a regiment and get sixes to hit auto wound, and now yeah. you get sixes to hit auto wound as a six, and you get to use officer's leadership. But you're not quite there. Yeah, exactly right. In addition, we can't go and say, "Oh, well, you should play Katachan despite all because all the all the regiments are pretty met. You should just look for the one that has the best strat waller trait relic combo." But they don't. So there's really nothing. There's no extra meat on the bone for any of these to get excited about, um, which leaves me a little little bit wanting. And by a little bit, I mean massively wanting. I think this is a huge miss. Yeah, th that is my least favorite aspect of this codex. There, there is a lot more coming, so don't, if you're, don't, don't uh, close out the podcast now. Yeah, do There's not a lot of good stuff coming. Well, the, the, but... the best thing about this review is the worst bits are out of the way. Let's get into the stratagems. <laughs> Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> all right let's 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 dive right through this and, yeah. and we'll call out the ones that hinge off of a keyword that was referenced by a uh yeah um by a custom doctrine all right what's so first? you want me to just kick it off do it man armored fist master military core unit from your army selected to shoot uh each time model that attack makes an attack against the closest eligible target if that model disembarked from a transport you can reroll the wound so one cp after you get out of a transport with a core unit reroll wounds against the closest enemy target 
uh, that will sometimes be really good. Yes. I mean, well, when you need to, in, in the hopeful action, which I hope to do, which is have to have a bunch of guys in you know, small metal boxes going and, and you know, clearing objectives, one CP makes the clearing of objectives so much easier. I think it's a great CP. Yeah, one, How relevant one it's going to be? One CP rural wounds is really good when you get to use it. Uh, I think this is just a nice utility strat. Uh, I love it, especially if you have mechanized uh, as one of your traits. There is no keyword synergy here, but that is literal synergy. I, I like it. Well, it's better. Uh, one CP vengeance. Oh, yeah. It, it's it's better because it's not locked. Everyone gets it. But if you mechanize, that is true. It's it a is, little bit it better, is better that way. Yeah. Um. We can 100%. still go. We can still go tit for tat. My my voice is is, is well enough for this task. Um. Gotcha, vengeance, gotcha. vengeance for Cadia up next. The most maligned, the most complained about stratagem, only because it's existed in a brutal form for the past five years. One CP, you do stratagem in your shooting phase or flight phase, with a Cadian unit from your army or a platoon unit from your army uh, that is itself within six of a friendly Cadian officer unit is selected to shoot or fight. To the end of the phase, each time a model in that unit makes an attack against a Chaos unit, add one to the wound roll. So one CP plus one wound against Chaos. But the caveat here, the riders here of being within Cadian units, how hard is that to pull off? So it's being Cadian or platoon within or platoon. six of friendly Cadian officers. Um, that's really weird because uh, uh, all of the data sheets, you know, I'll say now, is based off of the physical kits. So there is a Cadian infantry squad with the keyword. There's a Cadian command squad, and there are Cadian officers, including Kree. And that's basically it. And what this almost certainly means is that you're going to, if you're near the command squad or the Cadian officer or Creed, and you're realistically, you're going to have at least one of those. I think you're going to have the Cadian command squad the most. I think that's going to be the most common, but Creed is quite good as well. Uh, I, the Cadian infantry squads are fine, but they're not significantly different than the alternatives. But, uh, you know, just to get out of the way, there is also a Death Corps of Krieg veteran squad that can be taken as a troop choice. And there is a Katachin infantry squad that can be taken as a troop choice. And that those have the keywords, which will be relevant to other strats. But you don't give them to other people. So, for example, a Lehman Russ is just regimental, and you're not giving a Kadia, you're not giving it anything. But if your platoon unit, which best case scenario is like a unit of stormtroopers or a, uh, a Rough Rider unit, is within six inches of a Kadian unit, then you're you're in a pretty good spot. It just means to me in building my army, I'm always going to want to have access to this because there is so much chaos in the game at the moment that it just means any command squad I'm taking is just going to be Kadian. Yeah, absolutely. It's the same point. So, like, it's just going to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. All right. All right. One CP next up, Kadia stands. Interesting. Another Kadia strat. Use this stratagem in any phase when a Kadian infantry unit from your army is selected as the target of attack. Uh, until the end of the phase, each time an attack is made against that unit, an unmodified wound roll of 1, 2, or 3 for that attack fails, irrespective of any abilities that the weapon has or modifiers. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, just transhuman for 1 CP, regardless of squad size, on a keyword Cadian unit. And you just heard the list of units that are Cadians, which could be a Cadian infantry squad. Frankly, this stratagem is the only reason to take Cadian infantry squads, uh, or Cadian command squads, or some Cadian characters, or one exception that I did not mention earlier. Cassercans. Cassercans. That's this, this is where Cassercans. We're going to talk about Cassercans a lot. They're my favorite unit in the new codex. Mine too. My, the favorite model in the new codex as well. Also, yeah, I, I was. Well, my favorite model might be the Doran, honestly, but data sheet, my favorite. Um, so I, this is really good when it comes up. But again, most infantry units don't have Cadian or the opportunity to take it. Only specific Cadian units have it. It seems so weird well, that they're. Uh, this is this is one that sh that I felt like should have a rider on it. Like it's 
like Canadians get true transhuman. Everyone else pays one CP for baby or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, it seems weird to give this exclusively to uh, only a handful of data sheets. Anyway, next up, ingrained precision one CP. Use your strategy in your shooting phase. When a born soldier's unit from your army is selected to shoot until the end of the phase, each time a model in that unit makes a ranged attack, and a modified hit roll of five automatically wounds the target instead of a six. If that attack automatically wounds the target as a result of this, for the purposes of other rules that are triggered on a particular wound roll, it's considered to have been a six. This is uh, is that just their new splash? on everything thing g-dub g-dub just like a little bit of an experiment with halo doom and there's like ah it didn't break the game let's splash it in everything else um i'm not a well, fan of that mechanic. it did break the game it did exactly <laughs> but from their point of view maybe it did but yeah i uh yeah. i'm not a fan of this mechanic but i'm you know i'm gonna be glad to have it when i need to use it against people but um yeah it's a good strat yeah it's a great strategy um it's for board soldiers so if you just keep it then, then that's great. And the fact that this is any unit means that you could put it on a Born Soldier's uh, Bane Blade. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So much like, value, man. Screw it. That's yeah, so like you can put it on a Born Soldier's anything you want. As long as it's making a hit roll, you can get value out of it. I, I really am like loving the idea uh, that you could do this in like Overwatch on someone who's setting to defend you. And it's like, yeah, I hit on fives and those are all wounds. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> Every hit is wound. Congrats. Thanks for, thanks for charging me, mate. Uh, yeah, I'm a yeah, player. rough. All right, um, let's rock it out. Overlapping fields of fire for two CP. Uh, use this uh, stratagem in your shooting phase when an enemy model is destroyed by an attack made by a keyword platoon or squadron model from your army, which is basically all your non-characters. Uh, until the end of the phase, each time a friendly platoon or squadron makes an attack against the destroyed model's unit, reroll a wound roll of one, and on an unmodified wound roll of six, improve the AP of that attack by one. So. This is one of the few uh, effects that matter with a wound roll of six, which is interesting to note if you're considering uh, born soldiers. But two CP for reroll ones and a little bit of rending against someone who has already taken casualties is kind of weird. It will occasionally be really good, I'm sure. Um, someone's got a big, you know, unit of scarabble called Terminators that you mm-hmm. that have just got to go. That's exactly when I want it. That's exactly yeah, where you. Want that's exactly when I want it. Um, all right. Next up is volley fire two CP. Use your stratagem at the end of your shooting phase. Select one infantry squad from your army that remains stationary this turn. That unit can shoot again. So you have to have stayed stead, stood still. Um, but for two CP, you get to shoot twice with a unit. Um, is this keyed in? Does this work with any other thing that makes you remain stationary? Like, can you jank this at all? I have not found a good way to count as remaining stationary. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist. You know, I, we're still in the early stages of uh, of breaking down the codex. But I have not found a way to jank this the an easy way. You have to go through it the hard way. Um, and infantry squads uh, is basically on the troop choices. Like that, that keyword works on all of the troop choices, which is the Death Corps of Krieg or Katachan or Cadian or the generic infantry squad. The biggest problem for me is that 2CP end of shooting phase feels like something that I'm going to do at the end of the shooting phase, and that's when I make the decision. It's not something I'm going to pre-plan. Correct. Correct. You're never going to pre-plan this. Because like... It's- and and yeah. you have to have remained stationary. I'm never going to hold still. Yeah, because like, there's no reason not to move infantry squads around. They're not really toting around a lot of heavy weapons. So yeah, it's super weird. The only thing I can think of is that someone's got a squad that comes around a corner and tries to pick up two of my infantry squads on an objective to clear it. And then in my turn, instead of moving, I can just try and clear them with what I've got by, you know, shoot them. And then if you don't clear them, 2CP, shoot them again. If it's going to matter, like, you know, you got one freaking intercessor sergeant with a chainsaw, because that's just like actually 
a terrifying prospect for Guardsmen, and you just need to get that guy down. <laughs> Otherwise, it's gonna it's gonna wipe another squad. So <laughs> that kind of <clears throat> sorry, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I could see I could see when it could matter, but uh, not not going to come up a ton. I think. Uh, next up is experienced die for a single command point when a Kasurkin or elite sharpshooter's core unit from your army is selected to shoot until the end of the phase. Some model that unit makes an attack improve the AP characteristic of that attack by one. Well, so this is awesome for Kasurkins, but also elite sharpshooters. This is actually a good strat. This is a one CP just just to have more rend. This is so rare to get that I think. For one CP, this is phenomenal. Yeah, and to, to kind of give an idea of what is core, because I'm sure that there's going to be some speculation on what is core. Uh, core is basically every infantry squad, except for things like Bulgrin and Ratlings, but it's like all of the Guardsmen infantry squads that aren't characters, those are all core. Sentinels are core. Rough Riders are core. Basically what you're looking at. This is fantastic. Um, and each time... Uh, it's selected to shoot. Good, good, good. I was about to say, it, it doesn't say, it, it, not in melee. Good. Cool, cool, cool. So we're not, we're right, not, yes. when you're selected to shoot, so you can't get plus one AP on the on the, uh, the Rough Riders in combat. That's where my head was going. And it's good you can't. Uh, yeah, same. Uh, and also, I'll, I'll note that the command squads, because those are now a combined unit of an officer and his four friends as one single unit, those are not core. It's basically the troop infantry squads, the heavy weapon teams, and, like, that's it. <laughs> and sentinels and, and rough riders there's actually the core is exactly what you'd think it would be and yeah. no nothing on top of that i am a huge fan of this stratagem this is like a bread and butter probably using it every shooting phase um yeah you have something especially casterkins love yeah. that on casterkins oh, man. man hot shots going from what two to three or is it three to four hot shots go from two to two two to three at that point but uh there's there's more ways there's more ways um immo- immovable indoctrination one cp you just strategy in any phase when a military tempestus infantry unit from your army that is within range of an objective marker is selected as the target of an attack. To the end of the phase, each time attack is made against that unit, um, the attack's wind roll cannot be re- re-rolled and worsen the armor penetration characteristic of incoming attacks by one to a minimum of zero. Uh, one CP, once again, a very powerful defensive... <coughs> sorry, a very powerful defensive strat. Yeah, this this one is really good. Uh, no re-rolls to wound. Obviously, that sometimes yeah. doesn't matter at all, but sometimes it matters a lot. And then just tossing armor contempt onto a sign unit for one CP is one very CP. good. Yeah, yeah. That, that's great because you you can have a ten man scion squad still. That's good value. Extremely good. I'd pay the CP just for the no uh, wound rerolls if it was going to come up. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Really good. Really good. All right. Next up. All right. Relentless. This is an epic deed stratum, uh, and uh, this is this is real simple. Uh, it's a, it's the, one of the count as uh, full wounds remaining for brackets. So it's one or two CP. I'm not even going to read it because you've read it 17 times. Correct. Uh, if that model has Titanic, it costs two CP. Otherwise, it costs one. So there's no... It's just astronaut term vehicle. It's not like there's some keyword. So every single tank can make use of this. Uh, if it's a Bane Blade chassis, it's two. Everything else is one. So on a uh, Rogal Dorn, it's one. On a Lehman Russ, it's one. On a Tank Commander, it's one. Everything, it's one. Titanic is two. That's it. Real simple. Beautiful. But good. Uh, it's, it, you like to have it. Uh, field promotion. Is this the officer gets a wall of trait? Yep. Um, so easy done there. Vengeful salute. One. No, no, no. Uh, field promotion is a little, is a little more in depth than that. Beautiful. Thanks for pulling me up. What's up? All right. Field promotion is when an Astro Militarum warlord from your army is destroyed. You select one officer from your army that does not have a warlord trait and then select a warlord trait that no metal, 
uh, from your army has and that the selected model is eligible for. Until the end of the battle, it gains the warlord trait, and it now counts as your warlord. So if any mission objective, secondaries, or ed- agendas, or etc. are triggered when your warlord dies, uh, those rules are not triggered until after the new warlord is destroyed. You can only use the stratagem once. So if they killed your warlord and they have assassinate, and they're like, ha ha, four points, you're like, no sir, one CP, I will take that one point back. It is now on this model. Yeah. Uh, and also the ability to add a warlord trait mid-game, and also if you mess up on conversion. This is kind of nice. That is actually a really good point. Yeah, nice. I'm the I'm here for it. Uh, next one, yeah, Vengeful Salute, 1 slash 2 CP. Use stratagem in your opponent's shooting phase or in the fight phase when an astromilitarium vehicle model from your army is destroyed but does not explode. Do not remove that model from play. It can shoot after the attacking model unit has finished making its attacks. Um, the model can only make attacks with turret weapons it is equipped with and has a ballistical characteristic of 5+. plus. After resolving that model's attacks, it is then removed. If that model has the battle tank or armored superiority keywords, it is 1 CP. Otherwise, it is 2 CP. That is spicy. Only hitting on fives. Like, I think I'd only be doing it if I only need, like, one or two hits to kill whatever I'm shooting at. But I like the option. So Ballistic Skill 5 sounds like it's bad. But remember that you uh, you fire on death with, uh, right? with their turret weapons. And all turret weapons have the rule turret weapon for plus one to hit. So it sounds like it's hitting on fives, it's actually hitting on fours. That's really cool. Um, what's the yeah, battle tank and um, armored superiority keywords? So armored superiority comes from the uh, the count as multiple models trait. Battle tank is something that you can find on uh, mainly what you'd expect it to be on. So a battle tank is not a hydra or a basilisk, but it is Def- a Lehman Ross. Definitely sentinels, right? Just Battle tanks, one and all. Not, you know, it's also not <laughs> Sentinels, the, the weirdest thing there. Uh, but a, Le- a Lehman Russ is keyword uh, battle tank, and I'm actually checking to see if a Rogal Thorn is. But uh, basically, the support vehicles, it would be 2 CP4. But for uh, where is the Rogal Thorn? Oh my god. Can I not find this thing? There we go. The Rogal Dorn is a battle tank. So basically, don't worry. Only your Lehman Russ and Rogal Dorns do it for 1 CP. Everyone else does it for 2. Like, what? Well, the ones where it's better. This is reverse. Yeah, the ones where it's better. This is hilarious. It's cheaper on the ones with good turrets. It's, it's the one only of those thing stra- where I would... Okay. Oh, go ahead. There you go. All right. The, the only thing where I would legitimately want to do this on a non-battle tank is the Hydra. Because if someone ro- rolled up to me with two planes and they killed my Hydra, I would eventually salute one of them straight off the board. Yeah. Especially if they're like a freaking Sun Shark. You'd shred it. You, you know that... Fun story there, it does in fact murder sun sharks, and that, that Adam, is what I'm here for. Feels good. Feels good, right? Feels <laughs> real good. Um, I do love these, the, the so vengeful salute. I, I'm a big fan of stratagems that tell you exactly in no uncertain terms where to use the stratagem. Like, it, it literally says, do not use this stratagem unless you're a battle tank or have armored superiority, pretty much. Unless, you know, the example we just gave you, when you're going to get massive upsides. That is really funny. Um, all right, what's the next one? Uh, I, I just want to point out that, for the record, with Vendral Salute, this, like, 100% works on super heavies. That is... Yeah, for 2 CP, your Bane Blade can smash out as Yeah, for 2 CP, I think, yeah. Yeah. I think I would toss out a Shadow Sword just one more time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or you just got killed. You just got shot down by a, a, a Crusader. Well, why not take it with you for 2 CP? Why not? Absolutely. Oof. All right. Uh, Battlefield Surgery, though. 
so use this stratagem in your command phase. Select one astro military medic uh, unit from your army that is below starting strength and not within engagement range of enemy money. any enemy models. Up to D3 destroyed models, excluding keyword officers, can be added back to that unit with their full wounds remaining. Uh, really cute. This is uh, something we've seen before when you have like a squad type medic rather than apothecary. Uh, command phase makes it nice. J just nice, I think. Right? Can the medics be like, taken uh, in any other squad apart from the command squads? Uh, yes, the Death Corps of Krieg veterans can take a uh, medic. So that's a troop choice that could take a medic for five points. Um, and I, I, like on command squads, it's like, nice, fine, cool. Uh, but on the infantry squad, it's, again, that's really convenient. Like, I'm not going to make a game plan around it, but if I have five points at the end of my list writing phase, I'll 100% uh, slap a medic onto yeah, a squad. And then if I can just be like, oh, yeah, you know, this is now, like, a stratagem I have access to, that, that's, that's convenient. Yeah, you're not, not like, it. super hyped for it, but, like, you know, I, I don't mind at all. Um, all right, next up, crush them, 1 CP. Use a stratagem in the fight phase when a battle tank or super heavy model from your army is selected to fight until the end of the phase. Each time that model makes a attack against an enemy unit, excluding a uh, vehicle or monster, change that model's weapon skill characteristic to a 4+. If that model has the armored keyword, change it to a 3+. Instead, on a modified wound roll of 6, the target suffers one mortal wound in addition to any other normal damage. 1 CP... Don't hate it. Not sure how long, how often it's going to come up. Just because I'm I'm outside the super heavies, I don't think there is a hell of a lot of attacks on most of these profiles. But uh, how do you feel about it, mate? Uh, there is indeed not a lot to do with this other than the super heavies. On the super heavies, this is great, genuinely. Uh, and on the non super heavies, I think you just be like, oh man, I really need to do that last wound, and that's when you're using it. Like it's like desperation. You're charging a. Lehman Russ into one wound Abaddon, and you're like, I'm letting the God Emperor decide who wins this game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like maybe he'll reward me for loyalty. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, it's it's nice. There's there's another uh, way with a tank order to make a tank marginally better in combat, and if you combine them, they become again marginally better in combat. But you're not you're not getting crazy. You're like, let me let me be very clear that you're not making a tank into a combat monster. You can make a Lehman Russ, or uh, not even Lehman Russ. I apologize. A super heavy, respectably killy. Like an intercessor squad doesn't want to get charged by a by a bane blade that pops crush them because they're they're going to take some casualties from that for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, next up. All right, fire on my position. A very guard uh, type of a uh, rule. Uh, one or two CP. When a vox caster model from your army is destroyed by a melee attack, do not remove that model from play. And this is only by a melee attack, by the way. Uh, after all the models in the attacking unit have finished making their attacks, roll 1d6 for each unit within 3 inches of that Voxcaster model. And on a 4+, the unit being rolled 4 suffers d3 mortal wounds. That Voxcaster model is then removed from play. If that model has Cult of Sacrifice, it costs 1 CP, otherwise it costs 2. I really struggle to see when I'm going to spend 2 CP on this. And I really struggle to see when I'm going to take Cult of Sacrifice. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's unfortunate because like for one for one cp this is a cool strat where i'm like yeah hey, let's see if i get some damage uh for two cp I, I want it to do something every time i'm still uh, my position has not changed i will very rarely pay a cp for a chance to do mortal wounds i should be paying cp here to just do mortal wounds there shouldn't be a there shouldn't be a coin flip after i've spent the cp i've already exchanged the the currency i've already spent the resource i should just get the d3 mortal wounds as soon as I have to go through a 4-plus to get there, I'm deleting this stratagem from my consciousness. Um, yeah, this is one that I'm, again, 
this is oh god i'm down and abaddon has one wound one wound just left. killed my yeah. box caster it, yeah exactly. like yeah this is desperation hail mary at best uh tell you what i'm gonna i'm gonna do a, a real solid on the next one because it's really fast officer cadre one cp uh given a character a warlord trait if you're warlord to astro military mm-hmm. cool we, we've had this one before so one thing to note is that you can't do named characters since GW has zero consistency on whether or not named characters do or don't benefit from this, I think orcs do, Drukari don't, space marines don't, sisters do. Like there, there's no consistency yeah. at all. Uh, but specifically, no, no for guard. So if you have Lord Solar of the Yontis as your warlord and you take uh, Miss Creed, Creed will not be getting a warlord trait. Denied. So it is a one, one special character in most armies thing in my mind. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Battlefield Bequest and Armory of uh, uh, is Battlefield Bequest double is the word sergeant it, it's or give, it, it's give, sar- give sergeants yeah. yeah give sergeants and Armory is give relics yep yeah so this one is give sergeants weapon and then the next one is give uh, normal characters relics um so they do not have a double wall of trait or a double relic stratagem yeah fair enough um orbital interference two CP you just strategy them at start of the reinforcement step of your opponent's movement phase. Um, if an officer of the fleet model from your army is on the battlefield, if it is the first or second battle round, you can select one of your opponent's strategic reserve or reinforcement units. That unit cannot arrive on the battlefield this phase for any reason, even if another rule that states it always arrives on the battlefield during a specific battle round, e.g. drop pod. You can only use this stratagem once. I love this stratagem conceptually. And because it hurts flamers, that's about it. Yeah, it, it does troll one thing into oblivion. Two <laughs> CP is harsh, and you have to have the officer of the fleet, which is Correct. the tricky part. Yeah. How do you feel about uh, it? Is, has it got much utility? Uh, I there can be points in the meta where this is really cool. Um, I don't hate the idea of having an officer of the fleet and just telling my opponent, like, "Hey, if you run Bellicor at me and try to deep strike Scarbrand, I'm going to tell you to wait." And, like, then your opponent's like, okay, fine. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm never using these two CP anyway. I don't care if Scarbrand comes in. Um, but, like, maybe you got your opponent to put Scarbrand on the table instead. And if so, big success because you can shoot him. Uh, but, honestly, I think that they'll look at that and be like, yeah, still don't want to get shot by a plus one to wound uh, super heavy. So, um, yeah, no, I'm still deep striking him. <laughs> um, I have a question for you. There are some very interesting and weird mechanics in the game, such as a unit of racks getting re-racked, uh, a unit of poxwalkers coming back. When does that happen? That is a, uh, a good question. So you have to select one of your opponent's strategic reserves or reinforcement units, and I would think that okay, a unit that gets re-racked yeah. does yeah. not count for that. does not count as those. That is, that is totally fair and probably correct. Because the idea of them being like, well, I'm going to spend two CP and re-rack my poxwalkers, but we're only like just below half strength because I want a full squad back, and you're like... 2CP, the squad that you just took off the board, can never, can't come back on, and is now dead. Uh, <laughs> that would be yeah, It, it would be fun. Yeah. It would be fun. Um, all right. Uh, what's the next one? Next up is Maverick Maneuvers for one command point. Uh, you just start in your shooting phase when you select a Sentinel unit from your army to shoot. After that shooting is resolved, that unit uh, can make a normal move of up to six inches. Then they cannot shoot again this phase. I don't know how they would have shot again this phase, but they are making sure that you don't. Just double um, down. Yeah, one CP strike and fade for uh, for Sentinels is like totally fine. That could be really cool. It can sometimes get you onto an objective. 
I see nothing that limits you from charging again after you do this. No, no nothing at all. This, in fact, this is really cool. If someone has non-obsec units on an objective and you took the armored whatever it was that you can as three models each, you could just have nine models move, look around the corner, shoot them, charge them, take an objective. It seems pretty cool. Yeah, I, I like the idea of using this to move, move, scoot, charge. Um, and, and just to confirm for anyone curious, Sentinels are indeed still a unit of one to three, so you can have a three-man squad of Sentinels. They are um, data sheet wise very similar to before. So like this, this is good. They're 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 better than before in a couple stat lines, but but it's broadly it does the same thing as before. Uh, I really like this. I'm especially with a scout move sentinel, dude. Like a scout sentinel could move, shoot, like scout move, then move, then shoot, then six inch move, then charge. And you're like, yeah, the sentinel just went thirty inches and touched something you were not expecting me to charge you with turn one. The race just like I... go and find someone's rhino and like box it in between runes and be like, you're stuck. Go find the corner of a unit and be like, yeah, I'm touching you. Your turn. Uh, like you can do really interesting things with this. I, I don't think it's like crazy broken, but there, this is one of those places where you can get creative. And I like that it rewards Sentinels, a data sheet which is not broken. I'm of the opinion most people, for at least the at least the time being, should be taking like three scout Sentinels. Uh, because Votan exists, and this is a way to tap them turn one, and just, they don't have a screen to stop you. Like, you're going to tap something of, of more value than your three scout sentinels, no matter what you tap. And so, I think this is good just for that play. And the fact is, they're a phenomenal screen, or boxing in unit, like to just stop someone leaving their deployment zone turn one. Just three sentinels, are really awkward to pick up. They're going to use their heavy weapons that they need to shoot at things like Dawns and Russes to pick your freaking scout sentinels up. Like, it's a great, great return. Um, all right, Thunderous Charge up next, 1 CP. Use Stratagem in your charge phase when a Ogrens or a Tillin Rough Riders unit from your army uh, finishes a charge move. Select one enemy within engagement range of the Ogrens or Rough Riders unit and roll a D6 for each model in the Ogrens or Rough Riders unit that is within engagement range of the enemy unit. For each, each roll that equals or exceeds the enemy unit's toughness, they suffer one mortal wound. It is uncapped. But I think you can only have up to 10 Rough Riders in a squad. Correct, yes. You're not getting more than 10 rolls in there. And it's very hard um, to get 10 cavalry bases in engagement range a lot of the time. So, But this is Hammer of Wrath from the Space Marine Codex, essentially. Yeah. One thing that's like mildly disappointing is that you have to choose one enemy unit. So if you multi-charge to try to get more room out of your cavalry, you only pick one target. Uh, still, this is, this is good. Uh, one CP, handful of mortals, often very good. Uh, you just need to find out uh, what your opponent's toughness is and make a calculated decision based on that. If you're charging Harlequins, do. If you're charging a Rhino, do not. Nuts. Well, the issue is I'm, I'm still looking for things in this book that will let me do out-of-phase damage. And I, I looked at this as, a, as an option, but you're never going to roll better than a Baden or a Catan's toughness enough to do anything. Yeah. It's just not a thing. Uh, again, if, if a Baden was at four wounds and i charged it with rough riders and i was oh, like all right sure. i need one yeah. six here yeah for sure sure but yeah this isn't this isn't getting you three on abaddon um all right artillery strike requested uh, this is a fun one use a strategy in your command phase of a master of ordnance keyword or expert bombardiers officer so this is where your expert bombardiers keyword comes in uh model from uh, uh from your armies on the battlefield select one point on the battlefield and place a marker on that point the start of your next command phase, the artillery strike lands, roll 1d6 for each unit within 6 inches of the center of the marker, adding 1 if you're the unit being rolled for is within 3 of the center of the marker, subtracting 1 if the unit being rolled for is a character. On a 2 to 5, take d3 mortals. On a 6 up, suffer d6 mortals. Markers removed. You can only use a strategy once per game. 
two CP for an orbital that still lands the next turn is strictly better than Space Marines. But. Still sucks. Still. It's not going to come up often. I don't think. Regardless, they're going to have a decent amount of CP. But I don't think they're going to have so much CP that I'm okay spending it on this. Uh, I, I looked at that first page of Stratagems where they had, to my mind, six to seven very usable 1CP strats. There's no freaking way I'm giving up those for this. Nope, nope. Giving I'm up. never giving up two different... I'm not giving up a Maverick Maneuvers and, and plus an experienced eye. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. a plus one AP. 1CP <laughs> plus one AP. Oh, cool. Would I rather do that or this? <laughs> yeah, nah. Yeah. Um, acceptable. Tell you what. How about... A, oh, go ahead. Uh, um, acceptable losses is the last one on the page. 1CP. You just drag him in your shooting phase. Select one astromilitarium unit from your army that is within engagement range. Uh, sorry, not within engagement range of any enemy units. Then select one enemy unit to the end of the phase. Models in that astromilitarium unit can target that enemy unit even if it is within engagement range of one of your friendly units. Um, or So platoon or grim demeanor units. But each time an attack can make against the target unit, the attack's hit roll cannot be re-rolled and a modified re-roll uh, and on an unmodified root roll of one, resolve that attack against the friendly unit uh, selected by you. That's when engagement range. So you're shooting into combat. Um, you can't re-roll the dice for any reason, and ones hit your unit. Everything else hits as normal. Is that correct? Yeah, one CP shoot into combat with an enemy that is in combat with a platoon, which is basically all of the infantry, or a grim demeanor unit. So grim demeanor would let you shoot into combat with tanks. I don't think that's enough for me to take grim demeanor. But acceptable losses is real good. Very handy. One CP shoot at someone who is in combat with you. Just just the next time a stupid witch squad or something just is like, aha, your, your guardsmen belong to me. Point an entire tank at them and tell them to go away. <laughs> well, the one, that, the one that's, that's happening to a lot of people right now is people are trying to back out of combat with Twilight Harlequin units. And they're like, well, I'm just going to run after you and grab you because of my phenomenal pile and consolidate. Yeah. Um, and then you're just like, ah, cool, major spend CP, and now I'm going to kill you anyway. Yeah, beautiful, really. Um, just love love to see it. Uh, next uh, up. All right. 1CP, Vicious Traps. Use a strategy in your opponent's charge phase when an enemy u- unit finishes a charge move with an engagement range of one or more astromilitarium units from your army that are wholly within an area terrain feature. Roll a d6 and apply the following modifiers. Plus one, if any of those units from your army have the Katachan or Veteran Gorillas. So if you're either taking the Katachan-specific units or you took Veteran Gorillas, this is the strat you get. Uh, plus one, if any of those units have the Meltamine keyword. And plus one, if Sly Marbo is on the battlefield. And, and he's yours. <laughs> and he's, uh, he's on a, yeah, I was about to say, your opponent's yeah, On a him. two to five, the enemy unit suffers D3 mortal wounds. On a six plus, that enemy unit suffers two D3 mortal wounds. So this is like, this is cool because it's in your opponent's charge phase. And if you can put some people wholly in terrain near, uh, like near-ish Abaddon, you can just look at him and be like, huh? Ah, ah, you want to give me a phase after you've uh, already healed from your master possession? Like, come on, I just need one phase here. Um, and I mostly like it that if you have one of the modifiers, it's, it becomes an auto pass. Because uh, like the chance to get 2d3 mortals is really nice. If that happens, big success. But the main thing is that if you have Meltamine, which is really just Cassigans, or Catachan, or Veteran Gorillas, or Slime Marvels on the battlefield, then you're plus one to the roll, and then a one goes to a two and still does D3 Mortals. And it's, at that point, one CP, do D3 Mortals when you charge me, 
could genuinely be really useful. You know, again, again, imagine getting charged by five howling banshees and you're just like, ah, or, you know, Harlequin troops or Abaddon or Katan, any of that. So this is useful. For the people at home, because I'm sure there's some newer players probably reading this, Can you, you can't stack these, can you? I don't understand. You, the, the plus is to hit, the plus to the roll. You can't. You can't oh yeah, yeah, no, you can. You can get. You can get plus three. Exactly, you can get plus three. So people at home who think that the plus ones is just some some basic rule book thing, you never have more than plus one to hit, minus one to hit, all that crap. Nothing, none of that stuff here. Take it all, get it all. More the better. Enjoy your life. Um, the sad and, part is that I don't think I'm going to have any of these. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but it sounds. It's a, yeah, again. Again, I'm. A lot of these random mortal wound strats are just like make a note in your brain that they're there, and when you play against Abaddon or Catan, dive deep into the into the locker and just be like, okay, what do I actually have? Exactly. All right, 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 all right. Let's throw all the entire kitchen sink at Abaddon to see what lands to get one phase off of him before I shoot him and charge him with Rough Riders. Uh, next up is Fainting Strike, one CP. You just charge him in your movement phase when an Atalan Rough Riders unit from your army is selected to fall back to the end of the turn. The unit is eligible to shoot and declare a charge in a turn, which it fell back one CP for both. Only Asuriani have the equivalent. Everyone else pays two CP for both or one CP for one of those. One CP for them getting both, even though their guns are trash, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, their guns are trash. Don't worry about that part. Still nice. Still nice. <laughs> one CP fall back and charge. Yeah, you're happy to have it. Especially uh, seeing as yeah, all their damage is, is done on the charge. Like, they, yep. they are not good in protracted combats. They suck. But they're great at charging. Uh, this is an amazing strat that helps uh, Rough Riders be really strong. Uh, all right. Hit him with a Flak Barrage. Flak Barrage for one CP. Uh, at the end of the reinforcement step of your opponent's movement phase, select one Hydra unit from your army that is not an engagement range of any enemy units. That unit can shoot as if we were shooting phase, but when doing so, models that uh, unit can only target a single eligible enemy aircraft <sighs> unit that was set up as reinforcements this turn. <laughs> yeah, one CP point your hydras at a uh, <laughs> at a Sunshark bomber and kiss it goodnight. Of their turn. Their oh, turn. Yeah. Oh yeah, this is this is as soon as he arrives, you're like, absolutely not. You you go right back off the table where you belong. This is hilarious. It's one CP, man. I mean, I don't think this guy's gonna be pulling down a um a harpy that well, but the threat of it shockingly, shockingly closer than you think. It is closer than I think, but like I mean, if they've got the 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 dermic or any of the other debuffs, could have catalyst, could have the invuln. Um, well, it, it's not going to have on, on the turn it arrives from reserves. It sure doesn't. Um, though this this doesn't say sorry. This doesn't say anything doing- about that flyer arriving from reserves that turn. It just says at the end of the reinforcement Wait, step. You just shoot him, dude. At the end oh, of the reinforcement step of your opponent's phase, select one hydro unit. That was set up as reinforcements this turn. With engage range. Right, the very apologies, last part apologies. you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Classic oh Adam. If it, are you vintage, me? Vintage Adam right there. <laughs> vintage, vintage Adam. Thought this was a world uh, ender. Still, it's just nice. Yeah, it's really nice. I mean, because, you know, uh, uh, spoiler, a Hydra's quad auto cannon is a turret weapon, so it's plus one to hit. Yep. It's also plus one to hit against aircraft. Right. So, like, specifically if they have a Sun Shark, Hydras are going to rail that out of the oh, game. Oh, annihilate it. Yeah. And I'm so happy for it, because, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just going to talk about it, because I'm very hyped about Hydras. Uh, hydras are eight shots at seven, eight minus two, two damage, 
and they make double hit rolls against aircraft. So when when a Sun Shark or a Harpy arrives, you're just like, hold that thought. Here's 16 shots, hit on three, strength seven, AP two damage deal. And because you, because you have a Hydra in your list, they are so much more likely to want to put their aircraft in reserve so they get to use yep. them. Uh, and then they yeah, so you go first, you get to shoot them. <laughs> yeah, you go yeah. first, you get to shoot them. And then they're like, oh, I'm going to redeploy Master the Kion off the table. And you're like, no problem. Uh, the Hydra will be waiting for you. Yeah. And then genuinely, you can have a Hydra shoot twice in their turn, by the way, because it arrives. The Hydra shoots one plane. The second plane kills him. You're like, you know what? Vengeful Salvo. Vengeful uh, shoot that Hydra on death. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah, like, two for one. You can just have one Hydra just clean clock two planes off the board in your Tau player's turn. And just be like, oh, what a good way to spend three CP. Absolutely here for it. All right, I would do it. <laughs> I, I would as well. Just to, just to, just to see him. Just to look at their look in their eyes. Look at the fire leave their eyes. Um, shield of flesh, one CP. Use a strategy in your opponent's shooting phase when an infantry unit from your army is selected as the target of an attack. Until the end of the phase, each time an enemy model targets that unit with an attack, if that unit is within three of another friendly unit that has the Ogren's keyword, including bodyguard units, uh, and the Ogren unit is in cover. Sorry, unit is closer to the attacking model. Subtract one from your taxi roll. So if you're behind a unit of Ogrens when you're being targeted, you can spend one CP for minus one to hit. Don't think this one's going to come up all that much. Yeah, it's it could be cute if you're trying to make someone resilient. Again, imagine the science squad that is popping. No rerolls to wound. Transit man. And, Trans- yeah, transit Yeah, minus one to hit. No rerolls to wound. You know, like... Or you pop transhuman on a casting squad and then also minus one to hit. And someone's like, oh, okay, I'm actually... I'm actually not killing them. Am I? You're like, nah, no, you're not. Uh, so, not going to come up often, but just remember that you have it because it could be nice, and and you probably will have it. The Ogren keyword. Yeah, I'm, like you'll have that somewhere in your list. Ogren are pretty good. I'm hopeful on Ogren. I've looked at them a little bit, and I'm very hopeful that they'll be good enough. Um, I just wish they had another freaking rend on the Bulgren malls. Just give it to me. As as <laughs> so say we all. Um, all right. All right. Mount up. Use this stratagem in your shooting phase after a keyword mechanized or militarum tempestus infantry squad from your army has shot. If every model in that unit is within three inches of a friendly transport model, that infantry unit can embark within it. But uh, this cannot allow that transport model to exceed its transport capacity. So it's 2 CP, which is a little bit pricey. Again, we've got plenty of good 1 CP strats here. But get out of a transport, shoot, and since you're mechanized, you can literally move the transport, get out, shoot, get back in it. Shooting and getting back in a transport is hilarious. I, and I like it. I, I like it a lot. I think 2CP is the right price point for this. I think at 1CP, I'd be doing this every turn. I'm happy to see it's 2CP. Otherwise, it's just not going to be broke. But uh, I, I like it a lot. I think it's very powerful. Um, all right, next up, overcharged Laz Cells, 1CP. Use a strategy in your shooting phase when a Kassikin shooting phase or when a Kassikin or military Tempesta unit from your army is selected to shoot. To the end of the phase, each time model in that unit makes an attack with a hotshot weapon and a modified wound roll of six inflicts one mortal wound on the target in addition to any normal damage. Can only suffer six mortal wounds as a result of this stratagem. That is very good. That isn't every every turn. If you've got the unit, you're going to do it. I'm a fan. Thank you so much. Yeah, this is great one CP. And again, this is one of those rare instances where a six to wound matters and born soldiers is much better with this stratagem. Because now when you do overcharge last cells, your six to hit is a mortal and your six to wound is a mortal. Uh, and uh, let's let's also let's point this out. I don't know how often this will come up, but just in case, a unit can only suffer a maximum of six mortal wounds per phase result of the stratagem. Yep. If you split fire, you can do more than six. Correct. Now, what are the odds of that? Totally different question. We'll see what buffs you want to put on them. But it's possible. 
<laughs> it is very. You want to have a cyan unit split down the middle, pop overcharged last cells, and pop in grain of precision. And if they theoretically had reroll hits, you would now have you know each half is every five to hit is a mortal wound, and every six to wound is a mortal wound. And in addition to that, if you had reroll hits from someone, uh, you could potentially put six mortals on two different squads if you were really. Yeah. If you were lucky, if you were stretching out your buffs and you had a little bit of luck on your side, you could totally put out twelve mortals with us. I think it's amazing. I think this is a this is a build around. This is hundred percent. You want to yeah. take some stuff in your list that can do this thing. It is very overcharged. Last cells is really really good. Agreed. Uh, All right. Smoke up. launchers. Smoke launchers. Oh, all, all reliable. Exactly uh, what one it says. CP when it has keyword smoke. Uh, it, when they shoot, you're minus one to hit. You know what smoke launchers is. Everyone knows what it is. You can do the next one as well. Everyone knows what smoke launchers is. All right. A blade of plating for two or three command points. Woof. But it's kind of worth it. Uh, in any phase, when a keyword battle tank or keyword armored unit from your army is selected as the target of an attack, until the end of the phase, each time... Uh, ooh, any phase. This is shooting or combat. Until the end of the phase, each time an attack is made against that unit, subtract one from the damage characteristic of that attack to a minimum of one. If that unit has the super heavy or rogal dorn... This keyword, this stratagem costs three CP. Otherwise, it costs two. Three CP is a lie. I'm very sometimes happy, that'll matter. Very happy they've got it. Not sure if I'm going to be using it very often at all. Yeah. No, I'm not going to use it often at all. But also, like sometimes a Lehman Rest is going to get charged by Repentia, and you're going to be like, oh, okay, lol. If ever there was a time, right? Yeah, exactly right. All I need, I just need to get these heavy bolters to shoot once, and this problem mm. is solved. Yeah, I think. Yeah. And uh, as a, at a three CP price point, I can't see myself ever using it. To be honest, um, unless it's going to win me the game, and if it's a yeah, I don't know when I'm going to have three CP and the game's going to be in the balance. I probably spent them already. Uh, but two CP turn one or turn two, I could probably see it being a thing. Yeah. So like I, I'm what I'm envisioning here is that it's so keyword armored. By the way, comes from uh, when a tank uh, either has armored, which is like a Torox or the Armored Sentinel, or uh, if it buys. An upgrade that is um, five points called Armored Tracks. Armored Tracks give the keyword Armored in addition to a small uh, defensive buff. But here's where it gets spicy, Adam. I'll, I'll tell you what. Uh, armored Tracks gives you plus one save against damage one. Ooh, yeah. And that yeah, stacks really well with minus one damage. Oh, man. That means that if someone... Let, let, let me give you a theoretical here. Not saying that it, it's true. But theoretically, if a Sunshark Bomber rolled up on a Lehman Russ with a Blade of Armor... Uh, and they were like, oh yeah, here's all my AP2 damage two shots. You get If you have Armor of Contempt, you get a 3-up save, and if you don't, you get a 4-up uh, a save, and we don't really know if you have Armor of Contempt or not. If you pop this strat, not only are they damage 1, but you're also plus 1 save against it. It's bola. It's, it's really a good strat. It's expensive. Mm. It should be. But It should be, but I, all I'm saying is that if... If it happens, you know, if a Sun Shark rolls up on your last Lehman Russ and you're like, I just got to have a Lehman Russ at the end of this turn, <laughs> mm-hmm. you got to do what you got to do. Absolutely. All right. The last of the stratagems, Melter Mine, 1 CP. Use a stratagem in the fight phase when a Melter Mine unit from your army is selected to fight. Select one enemy vehicle or monster unit that is in engaged range of this unit and roll a D6. On a 2 to 5, they suffer D3 plus 1 mortal wounds. On a 6, they suffer 2 D3 mortal wounds. Who can take the Melter Mines refreshes again? Uh, Kasserkins, and I don't know anyone else. Cool. Ah, you, when, you, when you've got it, you'll be happy about it. 
Yeah, uh, if it makes you feel better, the only thing that a, uh, a Meltamine costs you is that you have to replace your Hotshot Lasgun with a pistol and a Meltamine, because it's zero points. Nice, that's, that's actually pretty good. But if you're playing in the yeah, right in the right meta, if then I think that's actually not a bad choice. Yeah, no, it's it's not it is not bad. Uh, it's a, it's a cool strat to have. But yeah, it is in fact just lose your life. It's zero points. So like, and hey, when you hit that hive tyrant, and uh, you're like, I would really like a little bit. When you when you find that rhino, you've got someone wounded, and it needs to happen. It needs to happen. Uh, you'll roll a one, but you know it's still a nice. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so that is all of the stratagems. That is the stratagem suite in this book. Uh, and I have to say, coming from the regimental doctrines, the stratagems knocked it out of the freaking park. There is so many potent, exciting, especially one CP stratagems that I think you're just going to turn by turn be slotting into your play styles, the, the way you build your armies. I think this is a really, really good section of the book. Yeah, stratagems are great. I think that the stratagem section of this book uh, is very deep. It has a lot to it. Uh, I'm very, very happy with it. Uh, the stratagem session is awesome. And again, there's a lot that combines with the regimental traits and makes you reconsider some of them. But there's also some where you read the strat and then you go reread the trait and you're like, yeah, this ain't it. Like, uh, <laughs> I am so sorry, a cult of sacrifice. That stratagem did you no favors. No favors at all. Um, I reckon we can smash out the tank aces as well, and then we will sign off on this bad boy. Uh, so we've got one more page to take you guys through, but is there anything I need to know or the people need to know about how specifically tank aces work, or is it just literally pay the points, get the thing? Yeah, so each tank ace comes with a set of uh, point costs. The first point cost is for keyword battle tank, which is, again, Lehman Russ and uh, the, um, the the other guy. Uh, Dorn, thanks. Um, and then the, there's a points cost for super heavies because yes, all but one of these can go on a super heavy unit, which uh, you gotta say yeah, that's pretty good. And yes, in fact, they can also go on tank commanders as well. So tank commander, Lemuras, or Dorn are the the uh, data sheets. I get it. This is your typical page of here are points upgrades. You pay points, you get upgrade. Um, there is no limit on how many per detachment you can have. Uh, you increase the power level by one for everyone or two for a super heavy. And uh, you cannot have the uh, the same tank ace twice. Yes, you can have a you can have one detachment, five tank aces. If you're feeling particularly spicy, although <laughs> I expect the real number will be one or two. One or two. Yeah. Um, all right. First up is vaunted Praetorian. Fifteen points on a battle tank. Thirty points on a super heavy. What do you get? Uh, super heavy or Royal Dawn battle tank models only. Funnily, that gave you points there. Anyway, um, this model gains the officer keyword. Uh, if N knows a mechanized orders in your command phase, it can issue one order. And if that model is a super heavy model, it can issue the unit you select for the order can be an Astromilla Time Titanic unit. So if you are a super heavy, you can order another super heavy. Um, otherwise, if you're a battle tank, you can order everyone else. Uh, 15 points doesn't seem awful. How do you feel about it, mate? Uh, it is perfectly fine for that points cost. 15 points is really nice. I don't think you'll ever need it on a super heavy because you're never going to need to order a different super heavy with your first super heavy because you can't order yourself with orders. Correct. Uh, yeah, since actually we don't, we haven't even talked about orders yet, but uh, you can't order yourself. You cannot so, order yourself anymore. Uh, this is nice. It's basically just 15 points to turn a Rogal Dorn into a command tank. The biggest problem I have with this is just the opportunity cost. This is not bad. If I have a spare tank and I have 15 points, totally okay with slamming this down, but there will sometimes be better things to do. Correct. But this is fine. This is it's no fine. problem at all. Yeah, totally fine. What's up next? <laughs> Speaking of, let's hit that next one, the Meticulous Calibrator, my personal favorite. Each time this model 
makes a ranged attack, the target unit does not receive the benefits of cover against that attack. Oh, yeah. Money in the bank. Oh, my oh, lord. Yes. Yeah, give it to me. All over me. I want it now. That is 20 points uh, or 40 points, respectively. But, damn, you are... Oh, there are so many guns. Yeah, There's so much 20 gun. points to put that on a... Uh, so much gun. 20 points to slap this bad boy on a Rogaldorn. Um, and I'm that... That's a good number. Twenty yes. points is like, yeah, I can, I can pay twenty points for that. Well, their their um, twin battle cannon is AP three instead of AP two, like everyone else's is. Oh, two D two D six. Get that oppressor cannon. Get that oppressor oh, cannon. Who are we kidding? Two D three. Sorry, was it two D six on their on their battle cannon? Or was it min shots? I can't remember. Um, it's two D six. Yeah, two, strength eight minus three, damage three, ignores cover. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Give it to me. But yeah, oppressor, the, the oppressor is absolutely fantastic as well. The only difference thing is the oppressors, I, I think, is going to be shooting a lot more monsters and vehicles, and which don't get cover anyway. Uh, they can get dense. But, um, oh, that's true. That is yeah, true. It's, it's, a, it's a fair point, but I, I really like ignoring dense on a tank that's, you know, because of the tanks are ballistic skill four plus one to hit from turret, it's like, oh, I'm kind of ballistic skill three, but also double modifiers really hurts. And dense cover is almost always one of the two modifiers. And so removing that from the equation means, yeah, maybe I'm hitting on fours, but like, I'm probably not hitting worse than fours, and I'm usually on threes anyway. All right, next up we have Mechanical Pack Rat, which I'm a fan of, hilarious name. It's 20 or 30 points, respectively. Each time attack is made against this model, and a modified wound roll of 1 to 3 for that attack always fails, irrespective of any abilities or modifiers. So transhuman for 20 points or 30, or, uh, 30 points, respectively. Most of these tanks are toughness 8 or better, I'm not sure how much transhuman is adding to that profile defensively. Not enough for me to pay points for it. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Moving on. A, that's a good strat, a bad thing to... to bad pay, uh, thing Veteran to pay Commander. When you add this model to your army, and this is fun, select one doctrine from the Regimental Doctrine section on page 60 to 61 that no other unit from your army has. This model has that doctrine in addition Ooh. to any others it has. Ooh. So th ah. this is where you're like, okay, let me go reread that, and then you go reread it, and there's not a ton that I would want to take for this, but it's still not bad. It might be the one reroll to hit for me, but then would what I, am I paying point? 20 points? 20 points for? I'm not sure I would. I'm not sure I would pay 20 yeah, points. Yeah, it's like, it's not bad, but I'm like, oh, I don't know if I would. Literally the only one that came to mind. Um, yeah, you could do the count as more models, but unless they're OPSEC, that doesn't actually matter that much. Um, if you really... Yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, you're obviously not doing the infantry-based ones. Um, the best thing you could do is add, like, some uh, some of the keywords that matter a lot. Uh, or you could do heirloom weapons on someone who is short-ranged and wants to be better. Was um, there another Ignores Cover one here? That's within 18 inches, isn't it? Within, it's within 18 inches, and it's also infantry or sentinels. Ah, uh, never mind. I was just coming back to read what, what the keyword restrictions were. Fair enough. Never heard yeah. of it. Yeah. Best one that I could actually choose here, uh, unironically, Trophy Hunters for plus one strength against monsters and vehicles. Yeah, yikes. Actually, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, never mind. Never heard of it. I had 20 points for... Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> 20 points for what? Plus one strength? Sometimes. Uh, sometimes. If, if, you're, if you're looking at the tank and, so, and you're taking something that is like all strength eight, especially considering we're about to go into cough, cough, a guard. You know, there's going to be guard now. We're about to CT8 and T9 a ton. If you're like, yeah, just this one tank, the multi-melters are strength 9, and the battle cannon is strength 9, and you're like, oh, wow, I'm toughness 8. That matters a ton. It's true. It's so niche, though. 
Oh, I, yep. Um, yes, right. it is. Moving on. Knight of Piety is up next. It's 25 or 35 points, respectively. Uh, this model has a 5-plus invulnerable save. Each time this model would lose a wound as a result of a mortal wound, on a roll of d6 on a 5-plus, the wound is not lost. Um, I, I'm For 25 points, I don't hate that on a dawn. Um, I think we have to wait and see if Armour of Contempt is going or staying to know if this one is good, because a 2-up with Armour of Contempt um, is as good as or better than a 5-plus invuln so often, so many issues and so many times. Because, I mean, it has to be AP5, right, to take you to worse than the 5-plus? Correct. Uh, it, well, if you have a 2-up armor and armor contempt, then AP4 takes you to a 5-up armor. To, yeah, exactly. So, so you have to be AP5 yeah. with armor of contempt to get you worse than the 5-plus anyway. So I think this is a wait and see. If armor of contempt goes, this becomes a lot better. If it stays, I wouldn't take it. Correct. Yeah, I'm fully agreed. Uh, what's next? All right, Master of Camouflage. Each time a range attack is made against this model, if the attacker is more than 12 inches away, this model's tweet is having the benefits of light cover. If this model has the Titanic keyword, it only receives the benefit if the attacker is more than 18 Ooh. inches away. Uh, Damn. I if 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 you have Armor of Contempt, though, this I think then becomes better than Knight of Piety. I agree. Yeah. Same points yeah. as well. Absolutely same points. Same points. 25 is a little expensive, but if it matters, it matters. Yeah, 25 points on the Dawn um, to have cover, plus a 2-up, plus, yeah, it's pretty nice. Um, and then uh, Steel Commissar, yep. the final one. Go ahead and hit it. Uh, offers up model only. This model knows Prefectus orders in addition to the Mechanized orders. In your command phase, it can issue one Prefectus order in addition to one Mechanized order when this model issues a Prefectus order. Um, <coughs> you can You can order... Uh, infantry and abhuman units. Um, but in such cases, regimental tactics do not apply, while the rules for, rules for making orders do apply. And this is 25 points. It cannot be taken on a super heavy. Did I miss anything in there? This seems like you're just turning it into an all-round officer rather than just a mechanized officer. Correct. It just, it just takes your tank commander and says, because uh, just to summarize, since we haven't gotten this part of the book yet, uh, there are three tables of orders. There are basically infantry officer orders there's uh, perfectus orders and mechanized orders. Perfectus orders are commissar orders. Tank, uh, mechanized orders are exactly what you think. And infantry orders are exactly what you think. Um, and the, the commissar orders are all new. And they're all very interesting. So the fact that you can have a tank ace issue them is kind of nice. Uh, what's not super clear, and I'm actually just going to scroll to it to double check right now, is if you can then use this to issue the official perfectus orders to vehicles. Or if you can still only do it to mechanized ones. Um, and I'm going to check that right now. Might as well. Um, as far as yeah. I can tell, though, with the tank aces, while you're looking that up, only Meticulous Calibrator punches me in the face as something I would want to take all, if not most of the time. So that is the Ignore's cover. Apart from that, the rest of them seem pretty forgettable. Knight of Piety might be my second choice. The Fiber Pin Vault is pretty spicy nice, but once again... We're kind of putting that on the watch list to see if Armour Contempt sticks around. Apart from that, not blown away by most of these options, mate. Yeah, it's Meticulous Calibrator is an absolute slam dunk that's going to go in almost every list. The rest of them are fine. Master of Camouflage is my personal number two, but I'll acknowledge that everything else is a kind of nice, not mandatory. Uh, and I did double check. Uh, you cannot issue Perfectus orders to uh, vehicles under normal circumstances. So if you give a Steel Commissar... Uh, uh, if you give Steel Commissar to a tank commander, that tank commander can now issue orders to infantry, including officers, 
but he's not giving the perfectus orders yeah. to vehicles. To, to vehicles. Doesn't automatically, doesn't let him get past that caveat. Um, so still Commissar, yeah, just seems nice if you wanted to take less um, officers. You want to save some points on a command squad or you don't have enough slots. Yeah. You can just take a tank commander. I'll give him this upgrade mm-hmm. so he'd be more of an all-rounder. Yeah, it's hard to get uh, the perfectus orders. They really only come from ca- the named character and Commissars. Yeah. That's and cool. if for whatever reason you didn't want the the named character, which I, I think he's good, but uh, you don't have to take him, um, and you didn't want a commissar, then this becomes the best way to do it because this is cheaper than a commissar. And if you have a spare upgrade, I would probably spend it somewhere else. But it's nice to have an as an option. Yeah, twenty five points isn't breaking the bank, and like you said, it is cheaper than the other option. But you're just painting a bigger, bigger target on your big tank, which I sometimes I'm not a fan of. But uh, either way, that is going to wrap us up for. The first half or the first third, we'll have to wait and see how much of the data sheets we need to break down um, of the review, mate. So we've only really scratched the surface, and unfortunately, I think we went through the dud section of the first section being the regimental doctrines, but the stratagem certainly made up for it. The tank aces aren't awful. If if it is a little bit hollow, at least there are a couple of good options there. Um, what do you make of everything so far? Everything so far is that there's a lot of rules in here that I only like because I've already read the data sheets. Okay. Yeah. And so I apologize if it came across that way because, uh, well, I've read them and uh, hopefully you'll hear about them in, in the next episodes of the show. Of the show. But uh, there's a lot of rules that support the data sheets and the data sheets are quite solid. So uh, I think that there's less depth to this book than I would have liked because there's not a ton of combos that you stack to make the data sheets good. You take data sheets that are good and then you you make them a little bit better at what they do. Uh, the one exception to that is that you can do a lot with core infantry. Well, and that, 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 that's, that's where you start to stack buffs. You can't stack buffs to make a Rust much better than its data sheet, if I'm being honest. But a Rust data sheet is good, so that's like that's not a deal breaker. No, exactly Just right. Being transparent, you know, like and and what you're describing is more of how guard should play. They are more of a co- they are not so much of a combo army like things like Eldar are. They're more of a we have a density of stuff in our army and it's my job to use it efficiently and not waste it. And th- and that's pr- pretty much what you described. <coughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It, that is fitting for guard. So um, yeah, we'll see how the rest of it plays out. Uh, I, I am very excited for this book still. Um, y- even if there are some parts of it that are weird, the weird isn't necessarily bad. It's just different no, than just a different. lot of the rest of yeah. the edition. Um, strength wise, cause I'm, I'm getting this with everybody that I have on. Um, it's, it's very early days for this book. We're recording this, um, you know, the week before it goes up for pre-order, it'll be coming out. This will be coming out the week of pre-order, so we haven't had a lot of time to digest the power of this book and its internal balance thoroughly. But conceptually, where do you put this in the power rankings? Man, this is so hard because the, I know. the balance data slate matters so much. Feel free to give um, it. Feel free to give a score with and without the balance. I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it to uh, because. And the weird thing is that I actually expect it to be an in between where we keep some of it and lose some of it. I wouldn't be but surprised if we, if we keep keep the artillery, lose the armor contempt. That's my prediction. I wouldn't be shocked either. If we keep everything in the balanced data slate, so you keep armor contempt and you keep the indirect exemption, if you keep all of it, then I think that this army lands in as solidly A+. I don't think it would be quite as good as Harlequins. I think it would actually be weirdly not as good as Necrons into the field, but have a favorable matchup into Necrons. In Necrons, yeah, correct. Um, like I, think, I think it's better in head-to-head than Necrons, but I think it's worse into the field. Uh, I would think that if if the balance data slate stays as is, this is going to launch into a top three or four armies in the game, 
where it's contending and able to play very well against Chaos Space Marines, Tyranids, Necrons, Harlequin Sisters, and I think it has play into all of those actions, if it gets to keep all of that. And into Harlequins, it's probably the least favored one, and I think that's the only one that I would say is truly unfavored. Everything else is like, ah, you can play this. Yeah, you me can too. really play this game. I entirely agree with you. I think if they keep everything, this is an A plus almost an S tier army. If they keep it all, um, if they almost lose, S. if if they if they keep, uh, sorry, if they lose armor contempt, I think they're a a, a middle a middle uh, A. I think they're a very solid A army, and I expect them to, to stay around that almost regardless. I'm not sure if they would drop out of A into B plus or A minus if they lost the artillery buff, <coughs> but we'll have to wait and see. Um, I think A minus. <coughs> I think that this book is anywhere from A plus to A minus, depending on how much they keep. The indirect in this book is good. It is not the only way to build the book. And the indirect is not, in my mind, it's not so broken that it catapults the S if it keeps it full strength. Yeah, maybe. If it I, loses the indirect, I think you can build in other things and you move on with your life. Totally agree, my man. Um, and how do you feel, uh, if you were to give this book an internal rating, like how happy should guard players be with this book or how satisfied do you think they'll be with this product? What would you give it out of 10? Zero absolutely trashed here never heard of you why did you do this to me 10 being this is the best book guard has ever had nobody should complain about anything yeah like the only 10 that i think i've like ever given or gotten close to is tyranids because that book was amazing this is not you are bad, you are like, correct internal happiness <laughs> that is the only um, 10 <laughs> I, yeah uh, i would give this a seven this is good this is an upgrade it has helped a lot in me, for me as a guard player. My love for this book is greatly increased by the fact that I can look through it and see a ton of new plastic models. Me too. And that makes me very happy. Yeah. Um, so I think that this is getting a seven because there's several definitive points where I'm like, wow, I wish they'd execute this better. Mainly regiment traits or lack of. Uh, regiment traits is the big one. And then uh, the fact that it's not clear how this interacts with the balance patch, which fair enough, it wasn't going to be. But the data sheets are much improved. There's a lot more special rules. The stratagems are much improved. I uh, like the tank aces. I like a lot of the world of traits and relics coming up. I like the named characters coming up. There is a lot to like here, and especially the plastic kits make me very happy with this overall release. But there's at least one glaring spot where I'm like, wow, I wish they had just stuck to the ninth edition mold. Me too. Me too. I wish they had just I just stuck. I really, for that one thing, I, I get it. This is probably them innovating and trying something new that's going to be reflected in the future. I highly doubt that this is the only book we get like this, but it's the first. And compared to, you said it yourself, the last book that had multiple factions was Votan. And like the sub-factions in Votan genuinely might be the best that we've ever had. I believe they are the best sub-factions in the history of ever. That Yeah, I, I, I like think so. One, two, uh, and like top three. to bottom. Yeah, one, two, and three of the best sub-factions ever in the game are, I think, in Votan. Actually, with the Leviathan nerf, I think that the best five sub factions of the game are all in Votan. I was going to say you could make a you could make an argument that uh, Leviathan takes like second or third place, uh, or possibly even first place you if you could. want. But the Mount Rushmore is Fine. mostly Votan. Um, yeah. All right, my dude, that is going to wrap us up for this one. Uh, please join us over on part two. We're going to be we're going to be writing the first guard list that we can conceptualize. We're going to try writing a artillery list. We're going to try writing a mechanized list. We're going to try writing some bits and pieces. And we're just going to see how things start to sit. Um, I'm really excited to start cracking into some of these conceptualizing, like what is the actual fundamentals of how they're going to play now? What are the core units? And uh, yeah, come on over and join us over at the theartofwar40k.com or over at Art of War Down Under 
on Patreon. John, thank you so much for coming on, my man. Hopefully, uh, I know you're excited as I am, but uh, feel free to plug anything you'd like to plug. No, uh, I plugged it once, but I'll do it again. Art of War 40K. Uh, check out our website and our YouTube channel. Uh, hopefully, you're already aware of us. But if you're watching this for the review, uh, again, make sure you check out the YouTube channel and subscribe. Uh, we're putting out a ton of content. Uh, guaranteed, there will be Astro Militarum games coming up very, very oh, soon. I can't I've wait, already been getting to work building models that I can't even talk about yet. But by the time that this is released, you will know that I'm building the field artillery <coughs> out of the two Cadia Stands box sets that I have. Uh, as well as the new Sentinels and the new Infantry and everything else in the box set. And it's really cool. And I really like these kits, by the way. So if you want to see them up close and personal, check out our YouTube channel and our website, theartofwar40k.com. There's a lot of guard content coming your way soon. Fan, freaking fantastic. Once again, apologize if any of my coughs made it past my mute trigger button uh, and uh, made it past Seamus as well. Hopefully this has still been a high quality uh, review for you guys and you've enjoyed it. Uh, and yeah, take care, enjoy, and see you next week with the second half. Good night. Thank you for listening to Art of War Down Under, a content review podcast for Warhammer 40K, hosted by Adam Camilleri, produced by Seamus Ronan. Enjoyed the show? Want your lists reviewed and the content you heard put into practice? Sign up to our Patreon and connect with us online or on Facebook. Just search for Art of War Down Under, signing out from tomorrow. Tomorrow.